This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Boy, there's a lot of Wisconsin dairy farms that are chomping at the bit trying to get signed up for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. Of course, the door is open for that opportunity on Monday. In just a moment, we're talking with Sandy Chalmers, Executive Director of our Wisconsin Farm Service Agency offices, on how that process is unfolding. Stick around for that. Welcome. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. I'll be along with you till 6 o'clock this fine Thursday morning. I'll tell you what, for the 20th day of June, it's not going to be all that warm. Cloudy skies today, 74 are expected high. Do have about a 10% chance of showers probably developing later this afternoon. Then for tomorrow, a 40% chance of showers later in the day on Friday. Highs around 75 Saturday, 40% chance of rain, 78. And Sunday, it's going to be a hot, sticky mess. 80 degrees, but we've also got about a 40% chance of showers or thunderstorms coming our way on Sunday. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, has more weather details in about 15 minutes. As a company founded by farmers, Rural Mutual Insurance has long understood the unique needs of the Wisconsin ag industry. As Wisconsin's number one farm insurer, they're a proud sponsor of Farm Tech Days. Visit the Rural Mutual Safety Zone tent at Farm Tech Days in Johnson Creek, July 23rd through 25th. Go to RuralMutual.com slash win to enter for your chance to win state fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It's sign-up time for dairy farmers. Bob Bosel at the northern end of the world's longest barn as we began sign-up earlier in this week for the dairy provisions of the 2018 Farm Bill. And, Pam, I think uh, even though we knew sign-up was coming starting on the 17th, there's still a lot of things we've got to learn about that program. Boy, that's for sure, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And it's not just the farmers that have to educate themselves. It's all the farm service agency staff that have to execute the dairy management coverage program. It's just different enough that it's taken a while to write up the software, get the guidelines all put together. And even as we were getting ready for sign-up, there were changes being made. Sandy Chalmers is the state executive director of Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency offices and she has been patiently waiting for the final details and I asked her what should dairy farmers know about the new DMC? Well as you know there's been a lot of interest in this program ever since the president signed it on December 20th and since that happened we've been working hard to get the regulation written uh, to develop the national policy and to get the software and forms ready to go so farmers can come into our office and, and put their, their name on the, on the line. But, uh, I, I think, uh, many farmers have already made a decision, uh, on enrolling in this program. It looks very similar to the old margin protection program, same, same framework, but significant changes, including higher coverage levels, lower premiums, so our dairy producers can buy more coverage for less money, and that sounds pretty good to them. Well, and the fact that we've been able to have this be retroactive, so for many dairies, they're already going to qualify the minute they put their uh, signature on that paperwork for some money to come their way. Right. The first four months of margins have already been announced, and for most producers uh, with a production history of 5 million pounds or less, that January payment alone will pay for the year's, the year's worth of premiums. So, um, you know, every op- operation is different, 
uh, and everyone will want to do the math for themselves. But when you come into our offices to, to have the conversation about the program, we're ready to go in uh, kind of walking you through the steps, showing you how it pencils out, and then our dairy farmers can make a decision. Now, because we've known the sign-up date was going to be coming for so long, Sandy, have most of our dairies at least tried to set up appointments, or is that still a necessary step they've got to take? Well, I tell you, ever since the, the bill was signed, farmers have been asking, when, I, when can I sign up for this program? So most of our offices, I would say, have appointments booked through the end of June at the very least, and some counties even farther out than that. Um, counties have different ways of scheduling appointments. Some will send you a postcard with your appointment date. Others want you to call in. But at this point, if you haven't heard something and you want to make sure you get a slot, go ahead and call and or email, and they'll get you on the calendar. And we shouldn't, we don't need to necessarily get them real excited. The sign-up period for the Dairy Margin Coverage Program is quite lengthy. Well, uh, our dairy producers have until September 20th to sign up, but Secretary Purdue gave us marching orders saying dairy comes first. And so we've kind of cleared the decks for our dairy producers. And in, in Wisconsin, of course, there's some real volume there. Uh, but I, I do want our, our dairy farmers to know that uh, our goal is to put them first on the calendar. This is a, a really busy time of year for our county offices as farmers come in to report their, their acreage. But uh, our intention is to get as many dairy farmers in as quickly as possible. Now, uh, are you getting a sense from your county offices on whether dairy farmers are embracing this, Sandy? Are they seeing that big volume of interest to get involved? Well, um, the interest has has just been off the charts, to be honest. And people want to know when they can sign up. They want to know when payments are going to go out. And uh, there are still some that, um, you know, want to see the numbers based on their their past history or past experience with the old margin protection program. But as I said, there are some significant changes uh, made in the 20, 2018 Farm Bill that brought the premiums down so the cost is lower and you can buy uh, up higher to where those margins have been sitting. Right. One item that uh, plays into the changes in the program is recognizing that there is a substantial shortage of hay and alfalfa around dairy country. That seemed to be a late adjustment on the dairy margin coverage program, Sandy. What does that look like and factor in when it comes to our feed costs? Well, one of the one of the concerns I've heard from farmers about the previous program was that the feed cost part of the margin calculation didn't come close to to reflecting their actual feed costs. So something USDA did administratively was they they came up with a new feed cost uh, calculation that includes the cost of premium and supreme alfalfa hay. So that's blended in at a 50% blend um, to standard alfalfa, alfalfa hay, but it certainly 
gets gets us closer to the cost of that actual uh, dairy dairy ration of alfalfa that we typically feed. So when that is included in the the margin calculation, it brings the margins down even farther. So, for instance, the January margin was originally announced at a dollar fifty one if you bought at the nine fifty coverage level. But this new alfalfa hay calculation brings the margin down to a dollar seventy nine per hundred. So that's a significant difference. When you're adding twenty or thirty cents per hundred onto that margin, um, it, it, it makes a big difference. It's going to make a big difference. And, and really, that's a huge win for Wisconsin. Right. Now, Wisconsin had previously been pretty strong supporters of even the margin protection program with all of its faults. One thing about the 2018 Farm Bill is they're allowing those previous uh, dairies that were involved in MPP to petition basically for a refund. You want to tell them how that's going to work, Sandy? Right. Um, one of the decisions that our dairy producers will have to make is is that if they paid more in premiums from 2014 to 17 than they received back in payments from the program, they're entitled to a, a repayment of their premiums. And they have an option of either taking 50% of what they paid in cash or taking 75% of that amount and then applying it as credit towards their premiums. So we have about 3,900 producers that are owed money back, and some of them came in in advance, you know, as soon as we made that option available. Uh, but others are waiting until they come in to sign up for the program to make that decision. How would you, if they are waiting to come into the county office, Sandy, remind them there are a lot of online tools to help them evaluate what coverage level might suit them best for their dairy herd, dairy production. A couple different places, and a lot of it uh, kind of focused on Wisconsin's uh, dairy industry. Where, where do you advise them to look? Well, Dr. Mark Stevenson, our good friend, has developed a decision tool, and, and that's available at dairymarkets.org, dairymarkets.org. And uh, farmers can input their production history, their FSA production history, play around with different coverage levels and see how that math works out for them. Um, I have to say, though, it hasn't been updated yet for that change in the alfalfa hay calculation. So that's something to, to think about. Uh, otherwise, you can give your FSA office a call or email, and we can run uh, your production history through the tool for you and, and email you a screenshot. Uh, some of our producers don't have access to Internet, and we're happy to do that for you. So you can be better prepared when you come in for your appointment. Well, the bottom line is the wheels are finally turning, huh, Sandy? Well, we are so uh, looking forward to talking to our dairy producers about this program, and we are having county-level outreach meetings, uh, so you can watch your email or, or mailbox for information about those. We started those last week, and they're going to continue through the month. Okay. Well, excellent. We will keep our ear and eye open for those. Thank you, Sandy. We'll catch up with you and see how participation numbers look a little bit uh, later this summer, all right? Sounds great.
Sandy Chalmers along with us. She's the state executive director of Wisconsin's Farm Service Agency offices all across the state. They are motivated. They are prepared, and they want to see our Wisconsin dairy farmers engage in the process of evaluating whether the dairy margin coverage program under the 2018 Farm Bill is going to provide you some options in these difficult times. Check in with your local county Farm Service Agency office and get your name on the list as far as working through the details of enrollment and making sure that you're taking advantage of it. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Wisconsin's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Her case IH may not start, but she will. This is a farm report with Pam Yankee. Ah, uh, yeah, 519 now as we get rolling on a Thursday morning. Kind of sobby, sappy, not good looking out there this morning. Stumach Ag meteorologist along with us. You know, honestly. Well, you paint a beautiful picture. Well, for the, I, I don't want the people to be deceived, quite honestly. I mean, uh, I grabbed a sweater this morning, and it's the 20th of June. I mean, and it doesn't look like it's going to necessarily improve a whole bunch. I guess the humidity will be back around this weekend. Yes, the humidity is going to rise up. And let's put it this way, Pam, that cloudy drippy stuff kind of hung around from madison say over to west bend and south and okay. east everybody else so is a lot clear? of the rest of us have a nicer start oh, yes okay well thank goodness for that go with that Stu. all right well it is nicer if you're not in that southeast part of the state thanks still a few sprinkles down around racine kenosha still kind of lingering on as low pressure is just to the southeast of that area a frontal boundary extending right on through parts of illinois indiana ohio and a cool front down towards southern illinois 
That little low will try to pull away. It may very well account for a few more clouds in southern and southeast Wisconsin today and a few sprinkles even for a time, but the rest of us stand a little better chance to dry out and, in fact, enjoy a little sunshine. Not too bad of a day that way, and I expect conditions improve for all of us overnight. And Friday sounds pretty nice. In fact, some sunshine, a little more mild air building in, but that's when the next energy will build in from the west. We have to call it energy. The actual low-pressure system may not really get here until Saturday night or on into Sunday, but as that all builds in from the west, the low itself will drop southeast out of Canada. We expect more clouds, and certainly toward Friday night into Saturday, showers, possible thunderstorms building in, and it's the rainfall amount in the weekend I'd rather not talk about. In fact, uh, on toward Friday night into Saturday, especially uh, La Crosse and into southern Wisconsin, rain amounts upwards uh, of a couple of tenths of an inch to a half inch could be seen. We may add uh, some of the same by Saturday night or into Sunday. Could be another quarter to a half inch. That sounds to be a little too much moisture once again. Unfortunately, that's what's in the picture, but I also expect that more mild air, upper 70s, low 80s, back to normal, and a little more humid. You know, if we're not flooding out something, it's going to have a pretty good growing weekend. I'll have forecast details in a moment. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Did you know for kids 10 years of age and younger, the number one cause of amputation and limb loss? Lawnmowers. Here's some simple safety tips. 6, 12, 16. When mowing, children under 6 stay inside. 12 years of age can use a push mower when supervised. Riding mowers can be operated when children turn 16. 6 12 16 to save lives and limbs. A message from UW Health and American Family Children's Hospital. All righty, Stu, 523. Now, are we going to be able to mow lawn today? Well, in Madison, you may have a sprinkle yet. Everybody else, I think, yes, will get that done. Let's talk about some morning clouds, especially in southeast Wisconsin. Partly sunny elsewhere, brightening up pretty nicely. Uh, that slight rain chance in far southeast Wisconsin. And otherwise, temps a big difference, too, in the southeast. Madison, that is low 70s. Elsewhere, mid-70s today, with the north breeze about 5 to 10. Overnight, becoming partly cloudy. Mid and upper 50s. Northeast winds about 5. Partly sunny Friday, clouds develop, a very small chance of a shower or a storm late into western and southern Wisconsin. Oh, we'll still hold on in the mid, probably some upper 70s at La Crosse on Friday. East winds at 5 to 10, but then cloudy Saturday, scattered showers, possible thunderstorms around, and especially from western and southern Wisconsin, could be some near quarter to half inch amounts of rain late Friday night through Saturday. But uh, mid-70s are better on Saturday, upper 70s, maybe a few 80s around on Sunday. So it sounds more summery temperature-wise, Pam, but a bit more wet. All right. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, buddy. Thanks. See you then.
Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with those weather details. And speaking of details, let's take a look at temperature details out there this morning. La Crosse, you're partly cloudy, currently sitting at 61. Mauston, looks like you're partly cloudy, but only to 55. Fond du Lac, cloudy at the airport, 61. Oshkosh, partly cloudy and 57. Now, they tell me it's clear at the airport in Madison and 59 degrees, but I'll tell you what, here at the studios on the west side of Madison, it's still pretty cloudy and overcast. After 530 and we were talking about lawn mowing. It's something so simple, you take it for granted, right? But it can be dangerous. Reba McClone's got an interesting package for you after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone, all artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. We provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. Or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawis.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years in 80 Minutes. Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. At Sloan Implement, we've been helping farmers just like you for 88 years. Innovative John Deere precision farming technology that'll save you money and time. We have 60 RTK towers covering 12 million acres in Wisconsin and Illinois and 21 specialists located at 20 Sloan locations to assist with your John Deere machinery and precision farming needs. At Sloan Implement, we're farmers at heart too. We are now in the exciting era of biostimulators for the skin. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Products such as Sculptra Aesthetic can be injected safely into the skin to stimulate collagen production. This creates a framework that helps keep or restore facial volume, thus preventing many of the effects of aging such as sagging and wrinkles. Biostimulators such as Sculptra produce subtle, gradual results over time. Many of my patients describe the compliments they receive, such as, You look so great. Wow, you've hardly aged. Not only does Sculptra achieve natural and gradual results, the effect is long-lasting. 
To learn more, visit the experienced medical professionals at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie for natural, long-lasting confidence and beauty. Let your natural beauty shine through. Find us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Bent spoons, jewelry, Legos. Over the years, your friends at Benjamin Plumbing have found all sorts of items that can obstruct a garbage disposal. Hey, it's an everyday common occurrence. When your pulverizing garbage disposal comes to a grinding halt, Benjamin Plumbing will dispatch one of their capable service techs to check things out. It could be an interesting discovery, or it could be your old garbage disposal has simply seen its last day. And not to worry, the majority of Benjamin Plumbing's residential repairs are more affordable than you might think. Plus, they stand by their work with a warranty on all parts, labor, and repairs. Grumpy Garbage Disposal? Contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Do you want to be a part of that cheering crowd? Well, the Fabulous Farm Babe has your chance to win a pair of three-day passes for Country USA in Oshkosh, June 27th through the 29th. Where else would you get the chance to see Alabama Dirk Bentley and Brad Paisley headline a concert? All you have to do for your chance to win is head over to thefabulousfarmbabe.net and fill out a quick survey. We'll be accepting those now through June 21st. So what are you waiting for? This is your chance. Head over to thefabulousfarmbabe.net right now. Speaking of money, I saw this report come out that Chris Middleton's expected to get a five-year deal close to max money for the Bucks. Going to be a little less at first and then more at the end of his contract. I've only seen this really come out of like one, maybe two areas. Have you seen this report on Chris Middleton expecting to sign with the Bucks? Yeah, and you know, it's kind of I'm kind of skeptical at first because usually a report like this would come out from like a guy like Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, you know, it would be more kind of mainstream. Uh, I saw that uh, apparently a Western Conference executive, not to be named, uh, said that he believes the Bucks will bring Chris Middleton back on a five-year deal that's close to the max. He told that to Jordan Brenner of The Athletic. So there are reports out there that uh, more than rumors, I guess, because they're like, you know, there's, there's obviously rumors um, in the NBA offseason, but this is more of a report. But at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical to believe it right away because you know, you never really know, but it, it, it kind of makes you happy as a Bucks fan because the whole talk was like, okay, well, let's bring Middleton back, but don't want to give him a max contract. That's a lot of money. If Middleton is willing to come back for kind of a hometown discount, a little bit less than a max contract, that just gives the Bucks so much more flexibility. Now, Cody, you were following the team all year round. You were in the playoff runs and everything. You're in that locker room interviewing everybody. Did you ever get a sense that Chris Middleton wasn't going to come back, or was everything pretty hunky-dory in that uh, locker room? I mean, like he obviously is very close with uh, Giannis. He's close with Bledsoe. He's close with Budenholzer. You remember when they hired Mike Budenholzer, it was Chris Middleton and Giannis at the lunch table with Budenholzer. So the Bucks obviously are very high on Middleton. Middleton's high on Milwaukee. He loves playing here. He's played here for the majority of his career. But he did say in the exit interview that he's going to do what's best for him and his family. But he also reiterated that him and Giannis have unfinished business uh, to do, and that's to bring a championship to Milwaukee. So I think he wants to be here. I don't think money is 
a huge thing for Middleton. If he's getting close to a max, I think that's something that uh, just the kind of person that he is, the kind of person I've gotten to know, uh, I think he, he does want to play for the Bucks. So uh, if the Bucks want him here and he wants to be back, I don't see any way a deal doesn't get worked out. But you, you never really know. Cody Grant, the man from Milwaukee, joining us right now. Uh, Cody, what would you say to the naysayers of Chris Middleton? So we have one sitting in the room next to me, Nelson, anti-Chris. I got Nathan over here, mm-hmm. filling in the producer, loves Chris. In fact, we'd call him a Chris Middleton, an apologist. Me, I am... I'm on the fence because he had such a great season, an all-star. He had posted career highs in rebounding and assists, let Giannis kind of butt into what Giannis is you know, growing into. But then in the playoffs, outside of a 30-point game, you know, I mean, I don't, what, what did he really do? What would you say to the guys that are on the fence like me or the anti-Chris Middleton like Nelson? Well, what he did in the playoffs was he defended Kawhi Leonard for the whole series. Yeah. So he's exerting so much energy defensively. And I'm not making excuses for Middleton. He has to show up offensively, and he didn't do that. And really nobody from the Bucks showed up offensively except for Giannis. And then uh, Brockton had a few good games as well. But the thing with Middleton is uh, if he's not on a team with Giannis, he's a 25-point-per-game scorer potentially. He could put up numbers like that. We saw him in the regular season in games that Giannis sat out uh, where he scored 25 points, he scored 30 points. And he's sacrificed so much of his offensive game uh, for Giannis and for the better of the team. Uh, he had career highs uh, this season. You mentioned rebounds and assists, but he also had career highs per 36 minutes in points per game. He's playing less minutes than he has uh, all career. So when you look at a guy like Middleton, yeah, maybe he's not a number two option, but he is an all-star. I mean, people know how good this guy is. And if you don't bring him back, who else are you going to get that is as good as Middleton? It's not going to be a guy like Clay Thompson. Obviously, he's as an ACL injury. But even if he was healthy next season, they wouldn't have the money to bring in a guy like Thompson for the max. The reason why they can bring Middleton back, they can go over the cap with him because he has bird rights. So if you don't bring Middleton back, your team's going to get worse. And that's always the point I've tried to make with him. Uh, you, And also, too, I don't understand uh, with – the Milwaukee fan base, I've never seen a fan base <laughs> dislike an all-star right. more than Milwaukee dislikes Chris Middleton. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't really get it. It's pretty insane. And remember, you know, I've been a Bucks fan my whole life. I've been through some pretty lean years, man. I remember 15 wins. Uh, and during that season, Giannis did the Kumbo's rookie year. It was, we need new owners that are willing to spend money and bring players in like all-stars. And now Chris Middleton, mm-hmm. to your point, is an all-star, and the Bucks have new owners who are willing to spend money. Those same fans that said don't spend or spend money are now saying don't spend money on Middleton, even though he's an all-star. So I'm very confused by some of the Bucks fans out there. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Hey, don't forget, time is running out. If you want to go to Country USA, June 27th through the 29th up in Oshkosh, we've got your tickets. It's a simple process. All you need to do is jump online at fabulousfarmbabe.net. Take a look at the Country USA contest and get signed up. That decision on who's going to get those tickets is happening before the end of the week. So do it right away today. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. Did you know on this date back in 1975, the film Jaws was premiered? 
I don't know about you, but I can still remember when that movie came out, scared the living daylights out of people. And actually, it kept a lot of people out of the water for an extended period of time. And uh, uh, let's just think about the technology and that electronic shark that they created. It all happened on this day back in 1975 when the film Jaws premiered. And now you know. Well, I'm afraid this cool, wet weather is not what any Wisconsin farmer really wants, and that includes the folks that are planning this Saturday's Wisconsin Cattlemen's Summer Tour. It's all going to be around the Viroqua area this year, and our own Josh Scramlin gives us a preview. Josh? Despite what Mother Nature might be leading you to believe, it is summertime in Wisconsin. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin, and the Wisconsin Cattlemen Summer Tour is right around the corner. I myself have a lot of questions about the event, such as how much does it cost, when is it, what are the tour stops, you get where I'm going. On the phone with me right now is Brady Zook, and Brady, first, thank you so much for your time. Second, can you please tell me what your role is in regards to the Summer Tour? So I'm one of the co-chairs uh, for the Summer Tour as part of the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association, so involved with the board of directors there, I sit on the board as a director at large and get involved with various committees. Um, so myself and then Amy Redon um, from the River Falls area are co-chairs um, for the summer tour event. We also have a committee of folks that have been helping us out as well. Um, so definitely a team effort um, on behalf of the Cattlemen for the summer tour. And what would you say is the purpose of this event? What we're looking to do, uh, really, Josh, is we like to, um, when Amy and I kind of put this together, idea together a couple of years ago, last year was our first year, uh, we have our big winter conference, really, which is held in February. We wanted to have a nice uh, networking event for um, the members of the Wisconsin Cattlemen Association in the summertime here. Um, so there's the networking aspect, building connections with our cattlemen in the state. Uh, we also like to get the uh, folks to attend out to see some different progressive operations um, where they can see new, get, get new ideas, meet new people, and, and take something ultimately home to their operation to improve. So there's the networking aspect. Uh, meeting new people, but also learning new information and making connections in the industry um, are kind of big focuses for the tour. I know that there are three tour stops. Can you tell me what those three tour stops are? Yep. So our first stop of the morning will be Spring Creek's Cattle Company uh, down in the Boscobel area. Then we'll actually head up north um, near Viroqua for Rush Creek Ranch and then wrap up the day um, at Woodhill Farms for our last stop and dinner as well. Are all these farms the same size and do they have the same focus? Uh, yeah, a little bit different um, style, I guess you could say, Josh. Uh, Spring Creek Cattle Company uh, is both a seed stock and commercial cow-calf operation. Uh, they run about 600 cow-calf pairs uh, there in Boscobel. Rush Creek Ranch is a soccer operation um, where they graze uh, you know, lightweight soccer cattle throughout the summer that ultimately go to the feed yards there. Um, and then Woodhill Farms is an, an Angus seed stock operation, um, so focus with cow-calf pairs there on the genetic side of the business. I also heard that there is a special guest joining you guys on the tour. Who is that? Yes, definitely excited to have Jennifer Houston, uh, the M- current NCBA president, will be coming from Sweetwater, Tennessee, where she lives there, uh, to join us for the day. We'll also have some other leadership there from NCBA as well, but really look forward to having Jennifer on the tour. Um, she'll be speaking to our group uh, over the lunch hour uh, with an update on what NCBA is doing on behalf of Wisconsin's cattle producers in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., that does sound exciting. Can you give me some of the details? What's the date? What's the time? I know that there's a meeting place. Where exactly are people going on the tour supposed to meet? Yes, yeah, so tour's coming up pretty quick here. It'll be next Saturday, June 22nd. Uh, there's actually two meeting locations um, for the different buses. We want to try to be as accommodating as possible uh, so folks don't have to drive too far or anything like that. The north meeting location will be at the Tractor Supply 
uh, in Viroqua there. That bus is set to depart at 9 o'clock uh, in the morning. The second meeting location, our south meeting location, I should say, is at the Boscobel Middle High School um, there in Boscobel, and that one will be depart at 9.40, a little bit shorter bus ride there to our first stop at Spring Creek's Cattle Company. So um, there's two options uh, where you can meet the bus. Um, folks are typically not required to ride the bus, but we um, they can drive themselves if they'd like. We we do think there's a valuable aspect when you're riding on the bus, a chance to interact with fellow cattlemen as well as some of the I guess we just talked about earlier, and they'll be on the trip with us as well. Most definitely. And what is the cost? Because I know that there's two different prices. Correct, yep. So for our WCA members, Wisconsin Cattlemen's members, the rate is $50 a person. And uh, for non-members, um, we definitely love to have you as a member, uh, would be $100 a person. So if you do that math real quick, Josh, um, you can get your Cattlemen's membership paid for the year um, and then be at the lower rate of $50 a person um, for the tour. Just out of curiosity, I know you guys haven't been doing this long. Uh, how have past events went? Have they been really successful? Have you guys had great attendance? Yes. So we did our first um, kind of event. You know, talking with some uh, Wisconsin Cabinet members, we have done some similar types of events in past years, but it hadn't been done in a while. I don't think we can say that uh, last year was an inaugural year by any means. Um, but last year we had about 55 folks that joined us on the summer tour, which I think for our first year was a great start. Uh, we have a goal of 100 this year. Um, we have the bus capacity, we have the food lined up, and we'd love to have as many people as we can. So our target is 100 this year. I know earlier, Brady, you mentioned that there was going to be food served. So you get lunch and dinner when you're on this tour. Do you know what's on the menu? Yes. So you hopefully will not leave the tour hungry this year. Um, we have a lot of great stuff lined up. Plus, well, you have a light breakfast there at Spring Creek Cattle Company. Um, so there will be breakfast there at the first stop. Throughout the day, we'll have uh, beverages and snacks in the buses as well on each bus there. Uh, we'll, of course, be enjoying beef throughout the day. Um, we'll have a burgers, kind of a picnic-style lunch there um, up towards Baroque, and we'll be having ribeye steak sandwiches that evening. So plenty of beef with all the good fixings and beverages there to go as well. And like I said, uh, if you leave the tour hungry this year, maybe your own fault. <laughs> yes. Yes, I would not expect anything less. Correct. Yes, sir. Once again, Brady, thank you very much for your time. And just to recap, that was Brady Zook, the co-chair of the 2019 Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association Summer Tour. That is taking place on June 22nd. They're stopping at three farms. There's going to be some very delicious food. And registration is open until the day of. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local rural mutual insurance agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Equity Livestock Cooperative. Marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community. And Wisconsin Farm Bureau is celebrating 100 years as the state's largest general agriculture organization. Join now at wfbf.com. 
5.43 on the clock for a Thursday morning. Don't forget today the USDA export sales numbers come out. Uh, they are not expected to be very robust. That's part of the reason why the markets closed lower yesterday. They're mixed in overnight electronic trade this morning. Right now we're getting started with December corn overnight trading up a penny and a half at 4.54 and three quarters. November beans overnight down another penny and a quarter at 9.27 and a half. July wheat's down three quarters of a cent at 5 21 and a half. Barrel cheese in Chicago yesterday was up four and a half cents at 169. 40 pound block cheese closed two cents stronger at a dollar eighty. Double A butter on Wednesday, another penny and a quarter higher at two thirty seven and a half per pound. The July milk is up two cents overnight at sixteen ninety seven a hundred weight. August milk up two at seventeen twenty five a hundred weight. You know, we were talking earlier this hour about the excitement that dairy farms have over the dairy margin coverage program under the 2018 Farm Bill. Sign up just became available to dairy farmers on Monday. Now that's just one tool that's been put together to try to help our struggling dairy industry, but it shouldn't end there. That's the message from Wisconsin's 3rd District Congressman Ron Kind. He was back in Wisconsin over the weekend and he said he is introducing something called a dairy action plan. He believes it's got bipartisan support to try to help support and provide resources for dairy farmers across the countryside. He said what's in place is good, but more assistance is needed. There's nothing more heartbreaking than speaking to a family farmer who feels like they got to give up the operation because they can't make it go, especially one that's been in the family for generations, and they take it on as a personal failure, and that leads to some pretty adverse mental and overall health effects. So there's got to be that support and wraparound service for them right now, and there are ways of leveraging resources at the federal, state, local level to make sure that it exists out there and to communicate that and make sure that farmers know where they can go for this type of assistance and there is no shame in asking for that type of assistance. Wisconsin's third district congressman Ron Kind and his dairy action plan the U.S. House is considering the 2020 ag appropriations bill this week. It is a task that most of us take for granted during the summer months mowing the lawn but in reality it can turn deadly for kids. Reba McClone joining us with that story next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. 
agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Inside FS is your supplier of choice. Inside FS Propane is proud to serve the communities they live and work in. The driver's top priorities are the safety and comfort of their customers, competitive prices, contracting, delivery, and more. Live local, buy local. From energy to agriculture, on the farm, at your business, or at home, make Inside FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. Saving a few bucks trying to do it yourself sounds like a great idea until you run into complications. Wiseway Flooring offers cash and carry and we'll even give you helpful tips. But if you run into trouble, we'll be right here to help you finish the project. I'm Mike Genser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit any one of our four locations and see what Wiseway can do for your flooring. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. INeedFlooringNow.com. She knows which came first, the chicken or the egg. This is exciting news to me. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. As we roll our way towards 6 o'clock on a Thursday morning, you know, the weather has been quite cantankerous for us this year, right? Kind of cool, kind of wet, but it's been ideal grass-growing weather. Every year, thousands of kids are hurt doing a routine activity at almost every home. Most people don't think about the task as a potential risk to their children's health, but as Reba McClone shares with us this morning, the simple task of mowing the lawn can be deadly for kids. Imagine, it's a perfect spring day. The sun is shining, there's a slight breeze in the air keeping temperatures perfect, the sky is the wonderful shade of blue that you only see in movies, and the only thing you have left to do before you can sit and truly enjoy the day is mow the lawn. You start your mower and start your task. You get to that spot in your yard that's just terrible to mow. And as you concentrate on your job, you don't notice your four-year-old running over to say hello. And as you back up, you feel the lawnmower hit a bump and your child starts to scream. Situations like this happen far too often across the United States. Dr. Kenneth Noonan is a pediatric orthopedic surgeon at the American Family Children's Hospital in Madison and has been working to reduce the number of children injured due to lawnmower accidents. Yeah, lawnmower injuries are not really on people's radar screen as a potential risk for their child because mowing the yard is something we all do, I do, every week, and it just seems to be a fact of life. But a lawnmower brings some inherent risk to children that don't seem obvious to most folks uh, with lawnmowers. And when you look at the statistics, um, studies show that anywhere between 5,000 to 10,000 children will be injured by a lawnmower every year in the United States. In fact, for kids under 10 years of age, it's the number one cause of traumatic amputation. So kids are losing their uh, legs and arms from lawnmower injuries around the country. What are some other potential injuries kids are coming in with? The more significant injuries are the things that I care for at the hospital here. But children can be injured um, from a variety of things. First of all, if a if your five-year-old is out running in the yard and your lawnmower blade hits a rock, uh, that, that rock can be traveling at up to 200 miles an hour. And if it happens to hit your child in a vulnerable spot, that could be a very dangerous thing. We know that the muffler aspect of a lawnmower is incredibly hot, so we see patients with burns uh, from, from this also. And then, of course, the blade travels at uh, very high miles per hour and can injure a child if it would happen to hit their, their arm or their leg. 
what are some things people can do to help their child avoid becoming one of these kids who becomes injured? There are recommendations that have been put forth by the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgery. And these are guidelines that can help parents think about uh, safety with lawnmowers. Uh, Number one, we like to think about children under six years of age should not be outside uh, while someone's mowing the yard. Uh, Not only can they be hit by flying debris, um, the kids sometimes find this kind of fun, kind of exciting, and they can run behind someone with a lawnmower, and you would not hear the child behind them, and the potential to to, uh, hit them with a lawnmower is certainly out there. So our recommendation is kids and toddlers who are under six should be in the house, and that we have this saying that mowing is knowing. Know where your kid is, keep him in the house, and keep him away while you're doing this uh, uh, lawn mowing. We also know that uh, kids uh, should not be mowing the yard until they are able to actually handle the lawnmower. And statistically speaking, most kids are not strong enough and smart enough to run a lawnmower up until around 12 years of age. Now, there are some kids uh, who might be 10 or 11 who are incredibly strong and well-trained and could possibly do it, but we've seen plenty of 13 and 14-year-olds that are small and and probably could not handle a lawnmower if it started to slide down a hill or the wet grass, that type of thing. So in general, kids under 12 probably should not be pushing a lawnmower. Riding lawnmowers are uh, like cars, really, and you certainly wouldn't put a a 15-year-old behind the wheel of a car. And so our recommendation is kids under 16 probably shouldn't be in a riding lawnmower. Sometimes kids uh, don't understand that, you know, when you're going down a hill, if you go sideways, the thing could roll over um, and you want to go up and down. They just don't have the training to handle a, a powerful machine like that. So in summary, we would say to try to remember three numbers, 6, 12, and 16, and these are guidelines. But kids under 6 should be in the house while the lawn's being mowed. Kids under 12, you have to think really hard about whether your kid is ready to be pushing uh, a lawnmower. And kids under 16 probably shouldn't be driving a lawnmower. There are classic scenarios where kids get injured. Uh, you know, the uh, loving grandma and grandpa out on the riding lawnmower with uh, the two-year-old sitting on the lap as they go for a tractor ride mowing the yard. These kids, they fall off and get run over. Kids out in the backyard uh, running up to, to uh, say hi to mom and dad as they're in a riding lawnmower and they back up and they don't see the kid. Uh, the, these are the catastrophes that, that unfortunately we have to deal with uh, on a not-too-infrequent basis. Dr. Noonan doesn't believe that there's ever an appropriate time to consider your lawnmower a powerful tool as an opportunity for play. He is working to change the mindsets about lawnmower use as a toy versus a tool for not only children, but adults as well. These are dangerous machines, um, but because we use them so frequently, we don't really think about the potential damage or injury to children. Uh, we're all pretty strong with lawnmowers, and we all know how to do it. We've been doing it for 20 or 30 years, so it, we've kind of gotten to the point where we don't really think about the potential trauma and damage that could happen. But for children, it's just a different a different uh, uh, thing. And have you seen a decline in patients regarding lawnmower accidents in recent years? I would like to say that, uh, yes, we have. In the last year, um, in the last year, we have seen a reduction in lawnmower injuries at our children's hospital approaching 60%. These are uh, preventable injuries. Uh, these are things which we really should have a zero tolerance for. I'd like to be at a point in my career where I can't remember the last time I took care of a child who was run over by a lawnmower. That was Dr. Kenneth Noonan with the American Family Children's Hospital. And for your child's safety, remember 612 